Oh, so fancy. Hello, 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 hello. Butter. Butter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, okay, so I... Uh, I have a water bottle today. Mm-hmm. I have a water bottle today. I don't know if y'all know. Mm-hmm. We have magical theory merchandise for those of y'all watching in video form. Hello. The Hello. truest drip merchandise that we oh, have. Oh, magical a water bottle. theory. So uh, this was part of the new or the addition of uh, water bottles, uh, pint glasses. And tumblers, coffee, we have like a pint glass as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is special because it has both Lynette and Jeff's signatures. We neither of us have very elegant handwriting. Excuse me. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think my handwriting is. Let me take is, a look. Look. <laughs> it's legible, more legible than mine. And I drew the little hat. It's okay. The hat is not that great, but no, my handwriting is part. fine. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I definitely just wanted to self-promo. If you would like some magical theory. Drip. No, the, the cups don't drip, but they are of the drip. They're anti-drip. The drip uh, aesthetic mm-hmm. of, you know, you want it. Awesome. You want it to look cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's August 1st. Yeah, it sure is. It's August 1st. It sure is. Um, yeah. I'm not, starting school soon. Yes, not your favorite month of the year. No, because it's stressful. August and, well, actually, beginnings of January. semesters and ends of semesters are the most stressful that I am during just life in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just a lot all at once. Um, yes, Potter, actually, there is a merch command. It is exclamation point merch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going back to to work. Back. To I mean, school. I've been I've been doing stuff over the summer, but it's like personal, not personal. It's a more focused projects where it's not yeah. like yeah, running a class. I'm not running a class. People aren't like asking me billions of questions and uh, um, panicking because Just something me, I ask you all something the in in uh, Canvas doesn't work or something. Like nobody's uh-huh. asking me those questions right now. The answers in the <laughs> syllabus. Let me let me get everyone the, the correct answer. It's in the syllabus. Yeah, 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 and. Um, so yeah, that's well. Not only that, but then it's like all the meetings start. It's like everyone's like, we have to do a billion things this year, and I'm like, okay, can we just get through the month of August first? And that would, be, <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, that's um, that's in my future. I've been, I've been, I've been trying my best to enjoy summer. Technically, I still have a few more weeks until mm-hmm. I'm officially on contract again. So um, I still have a little bit of time, but it's all like prep phase and and all of that. Yeah, I think it's been a pretty successful summer so far. Yeah, and streaming a lot, doing a lot of cool indie game stuff. Indie games. Indie games. Uh, we yeah. brought Magical what Theory else? back. What else? Magical Theory has been revived it's from. Real key. It wasn't dead. It was just you know on, on hiatus. On hiatus. On a four. What did you call it? Writer strike. Writer strike. Writer strike. Uh huh. I forgot that. And yeah. we are okay. So based on our calculations, we will be done with uh, book three, Prisoner of Azkaban, before September or by September first. Where mm. you know, because mm. September first is the cycle of like new school year, new Hogwarts, mm-hmm. new book, Goblet of Fire. So if you don't already have a copy of Goblet of Fire, don't have access to it, you know, 
Go Might ahead be time. and get it. Go Might ahead and time. get it. Go to your local library. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Or audiobooks. I love audiobooks, audiobooks. Honestly. Yes, you do. I like being read too. Yep. <laughs> um, anything else going on with you? Uh, yes, there is. I'm a oh, reading chat. Yeah. Is there any way to access the earlier They're chapters? They're all on YouTube. They are on YouTube. Um, all of our episodes are on YouTube. They're also on, in podcast form. If, like, speaking of audio, audio form, uh, you can listen to us on your favorite pa podcast platform. If you mm -hmm. just search Magical Theory, you should find us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google. I don't know all the podcast names. <laughs> all of them. But just, just search Many for us. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and you can catch up on past episodes or if you have a particular favorite chapter that you would like to listen to and hear ramblings from two people on the internet. <laughs> maniacs. <then laughs> yes. Maniacs. Mm -hmm. Is that part of the branding a now? And a maniacs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, you've been playing some Pokemon Unite. Oh my gosh. Pokemon Unite. And out. I have as well. Yeah. Pass it back and forth. Very fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Lots going on. Yeah. I mean, things aren't fully open back yet, but things no, are still, you no. know, we're still getting by with our entertainment. Yeah. Our digital yeah. entertainment. We, we self-entertain a lot. We self-entertain. It's true. We have a dog who entertains we us. Watch How I Met Your Mother a lot. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> true. Recently. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this chapter is actually very, 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 very short. It's very short. It's eight pages. It's short. We'll see how much long. we have to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we can also fill in. For people who are watching us live, you can ask us questions or comments. We can just talk about summer some more. We can, yeah, we'll just keep talking about summer. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Juan's ready. ready. Turn to page 378, The Dementor's Kiss. Today's lesson is called Shooting Star Full Moon. A synopsis. The chapter begins with the slow trek back through the tunnel connecting the Shrieking Shack and the Whomping Willow. Most of the attention is simply on being able to move with an unconscious Snape, an injured Ron, and a dangerous Pettigrew. Harry and Sirius do have an important conversation about living together when Sirius is exonerated. Harry is jubilant as they exit the tree, only to quickly become terrified as Lupin transforms into a werewolf. Sirius transforms into his dog form to fight and distract Lupin, Pettigrew transforms into a rat and escapes again. Ron is petrified on the ground, and Harry and Hermione run to help a yelping Sirius, who turns back into his human form and is under siege by the Dementors. They try to save him with the Patronus charm, before eventually succumbing to the Dementors' effect and being subjected to the Dementors' kiss. Just before all is lost, a powerful Patronus charm rolls through the clearing. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. So I said to Jeff earlier today, like this is this has been like every single book so far, but um all this action happens in the last few chapters. Mm -hmm. Every chapter, this is the third, fourth, is this our fourth magical theory live? Um each since we've been live on magical theory, it's just been intense, 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 intense. It has, yeah, we, and yeah. this is the shortest chapter that we've had, I think, so far, maybe. I don't know, there might be another I think short it might chapter. Be. I can't remember. One I feel that's like the short. shortest one we've had is ten pages. Less than, less and than ten is now, yeah. not common at all. Yeah, this so. could be the shortest chapter of all of them in all books. Oh, now, it? now let's let's go look that up. We should. Somebody look that up. What is the shortest chapter in the entire Harry Potter series? <laughs> but it does pack um, intensity in it, especially considering a lot of it is uh, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. 
because that or just description that up, of like more Snape's head slamming into the wall. That was kind of funny for me. So it was funny because I was thinking about, um, so like you have uh, talked to me about your writing of like how, uh, you know, having to deal with creating characters that would do things that are different than you. Mm. And it actually reminds me of like D and D, even mm. the, like our D and D games, uh, even though like. I don't necessarily play a character that would make decisions that I would not want to do because I'm still in that. I'm not in that um, that stage of experimentation. That's with, the best with place playing, to enter you know? D&D is to play like pretty close to yourself. Right, right. So, so like because you're yeah, you're like easing into the mechanics. How does it work? The spells and like. And, and then you start to whatever. drift because yeah, you're yeah. in a world that's very different. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about that because I was thinking about just like, um, I don't know, like. J.K. Rowling probably knows what what Snape is all about at this point, but to, from Sir- again, it's like the perspective ta- uh, taking we've been talking about um, from Sirius's perspective. Like, why would he be careful with this person who he? Yeah, they hit like, each other. Yeah, he was about to kill him literally yeah. five minutes ago. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm just I, I was laughing at that because I was thinking about uh, just decisions that characters would make that are in care like that's what that's character like when you're creating a character like they have a certain like way of like how they act how how they interact and relate to other people and being very consistent with that i think Mm -hmm. is important when you have especially an entire magical world well it's really (laughs) useful to know like yes so consistency is the key word i think and like the fact that sirius was ready to kill snape five minutes ago yeah, yeah, yeah. This bears that out. Mm-hmm. It's like, it wouldn't make sense if all of a sudden now he was like, let me be super careful with this guy, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I think, but it's interesting because like she didn't have to write that detail in. No, Like what they were going but through. But I think that's part of why is she's very good at establishing yeah, yeah. consistency. I also love the description of, and I put it in the go live notification blurb of the, the three people, uh, Pettigrew, Lupin, and Ron, as if they were entering a six-legged race, <laughs> just you know that visual. Yep. Which, uh, of course, them being chained together goes very, very, very poorly. Yes, this is not Ron's <laughs> finest hour. Well, I feel so bad for Ron because so if you play, a lot has gone wrong. If you play Harry Potter Wizards Unite, Ron is just. I don't, what is Ron's character? He's in shambles. Is, is, is his point to be like in pain all the time? <laughs> Just like, yes. oh, and then Harry's always He's like, a I must save Ron. You know, he like tries to go, you know, well, okay. So basically the context of what's happening is that what we learned when Snape was like, oh, you out, you didn't take your potion. I went to your office. Like that little detail that was mentioned in a previous chapter is coming into action right now where lupin the the cloud the imagery of the cloud moves moonlight well, okay. comes. can we talk about this for a yeah. second <laughs> i don't the way that the way that i thought werewolf dumb interacts okay is that on a night when mm-hmm. there is a full moon mm-hmm. the person transforms into a werewolf okay it's not that they have to be bathed by the moonlight, because if that's the case, then Lupin would just maybe, stay inside. It'd be very look, easy to handle. Maybe it was just conveniently at the time, the peak it's of exactly midnight the night. or whatever yes, time yeah, it needed yeah. to be. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of convenience happening. Would you say yeah. it's 
magical? It, it is magical. I see. You know what's interesting? Um, so Kins is a druid in, in our D&D campaign. Oh, we boy, yeah. Um, mm. She has a spell called Moonbeam where it like it's supposed to be like the the light from the moon mm -hmm. has this i always imagine burning it a spotlight, just yeah, like a big yeah spotlight. and it just like burns people in the area it's like it, that, i don't know for whatever well it's because it's the moonlight right so, so he gets hit by it and then he transforms <laughs> well, i'm melting no <laughs> yeah it's just very cinematic so it made sense in that way but mm -hmm. i've always been troubled by that scene in past times reading it as well of like well mm. why and your your explanation is the only explanation the that only just explanation. happens to be the right time. Yeah. Because otherwise, the Shrieking Shack was unnecessary. Just pop him in a broom closet for the night and he'd be fine. Give him a book. Pop him in a broom he'd be fine. closet. He would. He'd be fine. He'd be happy. He'd be like, oh, no chance of me coming, becoming a werewolf in here. Like, I'll just, let me just be in here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'll admittedly, I don't know much about werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Just in yeah. general, like, how, how does this work? Um, oh, backing up a little bit, though. So Sirius, okay, so the other thing I was thinking about is, like, sort of awkward moments. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Sirius trying to ask Harry, will you be my godson, sort of, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like this like, sketch, hey, like, little... <laughs> Well, because there's a lot going on. Like, it's interesting to me also because I feel like I imagine enough time has passed for Harry to fully process what is actually going on and being like serious to the point where, well, there's there's multiple things. There's like, so Sirius is kind of stammering, being like, well, this is a situation. And then, and then trying to back off, being like embarrassed almost. Like, well, oh no, like I understand if you don't want to leave the Dursleys. And Harry's like, yeah, those people are garbage. Like I want to come He's live like, no, you. yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh my God. Literally anything would be better. Yeah. Poor little Sirius is just like, and he's then so he's so happy. I know. Yes. <laughs> that always stands out. Yeah. Because yeah. you know that because it's a... It's a thing I think that we witness, right? Where if somebody's mood shifts significantly, they actually look quite different. Mm -hmm. And in this case, like yeah. she's able to sort of really write that up because of what the Dementor effect is, making him look so old and he's, you know, very emaciated and things. And then like to come out with joy and be like, oh, he actually looks like the guy who was in the wedding photo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's very touching. Harry, it is, it is yeah. for sure. Um which that whole thing of how Sirius looks, reflecting how he feels, yeah, uh, persists for you know into the future. Mm. Well, no, well, because now no I, I, every well every time we think about the future with Sirius, it makes me sad because I I'm just like okay, and why well, would that? Be? <laughs> why would that? Why, might that be? why would you be sad? I killed Sirius Black. Okay, no, mm. that's not that's not really. <laughs> In that so, chapter, in a few years, are you going to cosplay? Oh, my God, Bella? I should. Mm -hmm. Wait, we haven't seen Bellatrix yet, right? In the books? No, we've only just heard of her. We've heard about Our, her. Yeah, we might have heard of her this book. That... Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't really I become don't... prominent until the fifth book. Right, 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 yeah, right. Because she's in jail. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm ready. Um... Let's see. Oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, oh. Um, I, I wrote, I don't know if you had a quote or a moment from the chapter, but uh, <laughs> going back to Ron, I feel bad for Ron. Uh, so the this transformation is happening with Lupin, mm. and then all sorts of chaos happens. So Ron gets blasted like, by a spell. <laughs> well, because then it's like uh, Lupin is transforming. Mm. Peter Pettigrew grabs the wand. Wand. He has the one and is like, okay, Bob, yeah, poor Ron again. Like, it's not bad enough that his leg is shattered and it broken. could have been worse. He could have avoided him right he, in the face. That is, that is true. Yeah, I guess it could have been worse. Yeah. And then, so Harry, uh, Harry's the quote I wrote is from Harry's perspective. He had a moment's indecision, but there was nothing they could do for Ron at the moment. And by the sound of it, Black was in trouble. Well, you know, it's actually oh, wait, that's part, later, but because yeah, yeah. I've thought about this in other times as well and it's actually worth i think discussing the use of the avada kedavra spell uh-huh because like there's a way to look at this and say like well why don't these people just use avada kedavra spell mm. all, all only mm -hmm. i think we learned some of like the defensive techniques that like maybe that wouldn't be that good because people could defend against it if they know what's coming every time mm-hmm <clears throat> But a situation like this, Ron is already essentially incapacitated. Like, why doesn't he just kill him if he's that evil, right? So I think, like, one explanation is, like, and this is just writing a backstory that might may or may not be true, that, like, Wormtail actually wouldn't want to kill Ron. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. He was his caretaker for a couple of years, you mm. know? Well, I'm thinking now in terms of, like... <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know. I think it's because I've been thinking about D and D a lot lately. So I I'm thinking about alignment now of like what what sort of would would a character that only Avadas is that is that lawful evil or you know like what, what kind of... <laughs> 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 this is the oh, only spell I know how to do. Just no, gonna, it's that's it, chaotic, chaotic people. Yeah. Or is it chaotic to like only do it sometimes and like to torture other times Let's... and to do other sorts of things, you know? <laughs> I don't want to get too dark. Oh my gosh. Sorry. But just <laughs> just like sending killing spells all over the place is chaotic in my my view. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't follow any like um but if Deviation it follows the sort based of like, I must kill everyone. Right. Why wouldn't it be lawful? I'm killing in the name of, I don't know. It's not, I mean, the I law, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I interesting understand. though, because like, to, um, it, it, in the sense of thinking about evil, of hmm. like, uh, there is some sense of morality that is guiding the people, even the people who follow lord voldemort it's just you know the categorization because we our people do it too the categorization of good and bad and they from right, their right. perspective have the same sort of categorization of good bad or ours and theirs or us and them or whatever i mean i think you're getting you're like getting into really deep philosophical questions of like does everyone have a philosophy mm -hmm. and a morality and so there's definitely perspectives on that question and one that's strong is yes everyone has some kind of guiding thing it's just the problem some often is that sometimes you can only tell what it is mm -hmm. like later mm -hmm. 
right? Or, or put another way, like a criticism of this, everyone has some kind of moral guideline is, but, but often some people are so contradictory that you have to piecemeal it together, right? Of like, well, why do this and not that? There's no principle. There's no yeah. obvious principle. Well, in Voldemort's case, it's... Um... Living Wait, forever, it's self-interest. About, we have talked about Voldemort versus Grindelwald uh, yeah. a lot. Uh, yes, we have. Because... Yeah. Well, they're good they contrasts. They're actually foils for each other. But they other. both somewhat, like, gather followers. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, if we, if we fast forward to, like, book seven, like, the sort of... If I'm going to speak about the movie, movie strictly. Mm. Um, the movie scene is sort of... With the... <laughs> The awkward Voldy embracing <laughs> Draco, but the the sort of like oh join us, especially like Neville as he's like blah 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 and has his monologue, his brave monologue. Yeah, Voldemort is not charismatic. Mm-hmm. It's only power. But part of the power attainment is gathering people to follow, even if it's yes. in a subservient sense of like. But you he must does it out of fear much more. Obey, like my... I mean, not that Grindelwald doesn't. He does use fear, but he Grindelwald has a does... more compelling message. Yeah. So, but he he does the following, you know, in a in a similar sort of like you're you're taking control over like a, a segment of society, like right. and broadening it. Um, I mean, I do suppose that they they do intersect quite a bit in some sense in the principles of like wizarding supremacy. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is that. In both situations, you wouldn't just want to kill everyone because then you you wouldn't have that power. Correct. You wouldn't have the following. You wouldn't have right subservience ability, is more important. Than the ability to yeah elimination. But I don't think that I don't know if it, it also keeping in mind that this is like a split second moment. So mm-hmm. it's not maybe not necessary to be like oh I'm gonna try to use my kill and curse against everyone around me. Yeah. I'm just trying to get away. It's hard to parse. Yeah. But it happens over yeah. and over again, right? I mean, like all these battles, when we get into the fifth book, the battle in the Department of Mysteries, like not everything is yeah. killing curses coming out of these. I mean, the Death logic, I guess, is that Voldemort wants Harry. In fact, <laughs> this this could be wrong. Okay. We're a couple books away. I think when Bellatrix kills Sirius in the book, she doesn't use Avada Kedavra either. In the movie, she does. In the book, she yeah. knocks him through the yep. veil, right? And I don't think it's necessarily clear, though I, I would have to double check that well, it's it that wonder, spell or some other spell. It makes me wonder, and this is just because I, I haven't studied unforgivable mm-hmm. spells, is like, does something happen to you or is there some consequence for using? Well, and I, no, I think what it is, I think this is the ultimate answer because this is something that Oven Ready has posed before. Like, why isn't every spell maxima, right? So there's uh, there's this version yeah, of yeah. like the adjective maxima being right. this Lumos maxima. makes it stronger and mm-hmm. it's because it's harder. It's yeah. harder to cast that thing because I think it's useful to remember, like if you look at the school, there's a reason why the curriculum is how it is to an extent. Right. And like where the spells get harder and harder, like Expecto Patronum, Many people can't even complete that spell yeah. at the fullest level. It's interesting, though, because like a lot of the people we meet are extremely powerful in their magic because they are somehow like we just talked about the Marauders all becoming animagus animagi, and like you have yeah. to like at or you know Dumbledore well, is and like it's, the rare it's extension very of being thumbprint esque, mm-hmm. right? It's very much like people can be good. Look at Neville. 
mm. like a big strength, a more obvious strength in herbology, and then like some other latent strengths that come yeah. through later. But I'm I um I was also thinking about also that same scene in the fifth book or nearby when Harry Cruciatus curses Bellatrix. You've got to mean it. And you've it. got to mean it. So meaning that there's an emotional base sometimes. Okay, I'm just going to be cosplaying as Bellatrix during so, the yeah. entire book. <laughs> so like, can you actually find the will yeah. involved with casting a particular spell? But that's why I'm saying, uh, going yeah, back to right. like the personal sort of like, just because evil acts are done, like, okay, this is like more fundamentally of the series of like, just because evil acts are done, doesn't, does it mean that the whole is evil? Yep, and yep. so like making that more complex and complicated is important in all of the characters that we well end and up moment to moment right mm -hmm. like what is i think Pettigrew's defining characteristic at this mm -hmm. point is desperation right and the yeah. thing where he kills all the muggles he's so desperate because not only are his old friends after him but he knows that death eaters are probably going to look for him as well mm-hmm so he pulls off this like incredibly powerful spell that seems disproportionate to, as we learn about him, mm -hmm. his magical abilities. But he has this latent sort of wellspring of desperation that allows him to do something very severe. And in this case, it isn't the same sense of desperation, right? He knows like if I get, I have this wand, all I need to do is turn into a, a rat and I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Wormtail, man. Poor, what a fascinating character. Poor Ron. Well, yeah, especially when we when we get back to him later, 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 later on, like at the end um, of the series. It's, uh... Let me pose this question for you, even though I know you don't like this type of thing. Uh-oh. Like a comparison. Uh-huh. Um, is Wormtail... How does Wormtail compare to other evil characters that we know about in this book series um for me personally wormtail actually kind of well okay let me let me think I, I, now i'm trying to think of like a uh, specific people so like bellatrix obviously keeps coming to my mind because we keep yeah. talking about her uh but Pettigrew kind of is more if i had a continuum of uh i don't know if i were placing them like closer or further away from each other, I would put Pettigrew closer to Snape. Of um, it kind of, he kind of, it just makes me sad <laughs> that of like who They're you are, and who you seem to be, and why, how you got there. I guess is like because it didn't. They're have more to be that clearly way. gray. Yeah, it didn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. Is exactly right. It's not as though. Of course, we don't know this all, but it feels like it's not like Pettigrew was just always evil, mm -hmm. right? He lives in this shadow of like desperate wanting of like well, that's actually the com a common thing. Like power Snape protection. just wants to be friends with people, keeps getting rejected. He wants to keep he wants to be part of something. And going back to Harry Potter Wizards Unite, Constance Pickering wants to be part of something. Constance so is, this is, has the potential to be a very she, great character. She does. Yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. 
Because right now she's like lily white with these like streaks of I imagine who knows what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine because like so in if I'm going to make a hierarchy also. So I imagine people like Voldemort or I mean, Bellatrix is a little more submissive, but like people that have that sort of uh, very stereotypical Slytherin-esque like uh, cunning, like I need to, you know, take advantage of a situation sort of thing. Gareth Greengrass for for Wizards Unite like I can imagine him I don't know I really don't know him but I imagine him in that way mm -hmm. of being able to seek out and identify weak people not weak in the sense of like fully weak but like just uh manipulative what a person's people. weakness is <laughs> yeah and, and to exploit it, it. so yeah. like Graham Folly Constance Pickering or whoever like so similarly Peter Pettigrew happens to be one of those like uh, malleable people that can be um, in a way that, especially going back to Fantastic Beasts timeline, like the way the char charisma of Grindelwald to be able to get such a following because you're able to, in a very sneaky way, get at people's deepest insecurities and fears in a way that makes them do things that they think is good or is is uh, serving that void whatever it is that they're looking for to be able to to advance somebody else's goals and missions and so to me that's why it's like pretty sad whereas bellatrix based on our interactions or, or what we see of her and how she especially how she's depicted in the movie versions uh being like super just like she in she finds joy and glee from chaos she, and destruction yeah, and is. terror like <laughs> psychopathy yeah uh, yeah i think to put it another way is like connect this to Pettigrew. like does he have a morality like a moral compass or how to frame the fact that he obviously makes decisions that we would place on a moral spectrum mm -hmm. and we see that like i think it's not hard to imagine that if Voldemort never existed in Pettigrew's timeline, if there wasn't this more uh, most obvious kind of a rising of darkness, mm -hmm. powerful darkness, that Pettigrew probably wouldn't have slipped, mm. right? Like he he seems to seek out like avoidance of fear. Yeah. To his detriment, he makes what we might assess as a very bad choice because right. he winds up creating a lot of fear for himself yeah it's interesting um so uh the bogarts were in this book as well like introduced yeah. to us uh yeah. because what would Pettigrew see well that and of course everyone everyone has fears and it's interesting because it's like but how do we react given or in 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 face of things that make us afraid or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have different reactions. So a lot of like the reactions that we see from a lot of the adults at Hogwarts are there's like a lot of fear that's driving the ways that they're they're acting or the ways that they're, you know, telling stories or not revealing information to mm -hmm. students or whatever. Um, and it's interesting because regardless, like, our actions have consequences and some consequences are more detrimental to a larger scope of people than yeah, others. That's right. And I think what underlies this question is do people have a moral compass 
And let's say for the time being, yes, they do. Everyone mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. However, that moral compass can be essentially hijacked or broken or uh, destroyed or disrupted mm -hmm. by different things for different people, right? So Harry is not, his moral compass is not broken by fear yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? Like fear is not a factor in uh -huh. Harry's decision making. Uh, but certainly Pettigrew, yes. Probably Ron as well. Yeah. Uh, but to a lesser extent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really interesting to think about what the different ways, because I think Harry's moral compass gets most disrupted by anger. And we yes. can argue like, oh, it's because of Voldemort or whatever. But like, yeah, when we see Harry sort of break away from the Harry that we know and love, it's because he's extremely overcome with anger. Yeah, this to me uh, makes me think of like, so in character development, when you're thinking about flaws, not like specific things, which of course you can think of specific, like a specific tick or a specific like whatever, very detailed. But when I think about like, um, just like on a broader scale of like, what are the things that could potentially cause your downfall? Like right. that where it, if it spiraled out of control, or if it was sources too much, causes yeah. of regret yeah. is a way of thinking of, about it too, right? It's like if you have a moral compass and you have this sort of way that you would have preferred to act, mm -hmm. that when you get disrupted by things, it's that it causes regret for you. It's like, oh, I, you know, I wish I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And even when Harry gets angry, there are times like right after that, late, like in the chapter, even in the same mm -hmm. chapter, Harry will be like kind of regrets yelling right but and yeah. then he has pride and there's all these different types of things but yeah, yeah. well and it the way that we conceptualize conceptualize flaws is also multi-dimensional and complex because i think sure. about like um so clifton strengths like is a thing that i've done this past year for mentoring and jeff's taken an assessment and um so basically focusing on prioritizing your strengths things that you're already good at it or able to do um things like for us it's like intellection ideation or um, analytical you know broad themes like that um but each strength has a shadow side of like if you feed it too much you know like mm -hmm. and so thinking about so that's like i guess another a more positive way to think about it of um being motivated by life for example or living like might cause people to do ridiculous things like Voldemort, where Yo, he's just YOLO. like obsessed with staying alive forever and being immortal. Um, or Pettigrew, I don't, I don't know if that exactly applies for in in the sense of fear of like, um, why is the default fear? Uh, is it because he's holding on to like wanting to be part of? He has imposter you know? syndrome. Like, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Wanting to, but it's interesting because Neville also, I would put, it's interesting. So now I'm thinking of, I'm imagining char our characters like on some sort of spatial plane and like just putting them <laughs> closer. Like I can see these two, like Neville and uh, Pettigrew closer in that sense of being like, but but they they obviously are different people and they act differently. They respond differently to potentially similar-ish circumstances or flaws or aspects that make them insecure. Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting when um, you look at character the characters and try to like put them together to see like how are they similar, how are they not similar, and just how complex it all is. Right. 
And Hermione is lawful good. <laughs> uh, yep, until and she's an adult. It's interesting because your Clifton Strengths way of framing it, like mm. that benefits her so much because she her attention to detail. Yeah. Her her sort of uh, deductive capabilities, and then obviously she's very strong as well. But then we see the deviation at times where mm -hmm. she breaks away and like does the uh, what is it called polyjuice potion. Yeah. Then the time this use time turner that's coming up. It's what? There's it's really really interesting. <laughs> it's it's very very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's also so uh, in in our chat here uh, thinking about because we we have discussed I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast but we have discussed it off camera for sure but thinking about the Hogwarts houses hmm. uh, so Gryffindor being bravery as the predominant archetype but how people within Gryffindor are different flavors of brave and how it's interesting to see how it plays out like. We have this like all-knowing sorting hat that's like, yes, you belong here, <laughs> and and how that can look different. So pointing out that so for Peter Pettigrew, what does that bravery look like? Or we've we've also I think mentioned Neville's bravery, and we've different. mentioned the the hat could be wrong. The hat could be wrong. There's no evidence that the hat is infallible. In fact, there's evidence to the contrary. Oh my gosh, the sorting too soon comment. Right. Right. Wait, did that happen in this? Oh my gosh, no, I, I feel seven. like we've been. <laughs> this is what like the almost when, the very end. When I, when so I, three years from now. When I simultaneously read multiple mm -hmm, books at once, because mm -hmm. I have, oh, yeah. I, I recently well, within you stay, the last you start connecting months, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have reread Deathly Hallow, Hallows uh, recently, so mm -hmm. <laughs> just like, why did this happen? Right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about Dementors. Mm. Not that there's, <laughs> I'm <Right>? good. <laughs> um, not that there's necessarily much to talk about, but like the description was at least a hundred Dementors. Like I can't even imagine. Also, what I learned is that um, obviously there's a lot of changes in the movie adaptation of the books, but Dementors in the books don't fly. They hover. Also, they're humanoids. Also, they look slightly different because, like, there's hoods. And I don't think that there are hoods in the movie. I think it's just the straight up, like, little ooh, it's like wispy. Cloth. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, they but... don't. Yes, right. They, it, they're. I love the way they're depicted in the movies. I do, too. It's a very it's visually terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely and like, terrifying. Yep. The hands and the frost and, the, yeah, all of it. Well, that scene, though, is so intense because so we've already had the sort of like um, like Harry knows what to do and it's just the execution of it. But to be like swarmed and overpowered by it, like this is not just like one little dinky Dementor that you're facing. It's yeah. like a, a whole swarm megamind of them. And I don't know that I recalled this, but Hermione seems to also try to cast Expecto Patronum, right? There's a time where it's like Hermione whispered. I'm pretty sure I have to go back in this chapter. Yeah. She well, because Harry so that, says Hermione think of something happy, and then right. she like she tries to cast. She it. tries to cast right. it, but she can't. She's never done it before. No. Right. Yeah. Well, so in that moment though, I was a little confused because was Expecto Patronum a lesson? It wasn't a lesson. Nope. It was just Harry's Harry private lesson. Her. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, okay. Yeah. 
Um, I felt so bad for her because I'm just like, I'm just visualizing this of like, you're already like, they ditched Ron because like, yeah. they're, whatever. He seems okay. Sirius is in uh, need of attention. I was a little kind of like, wait, Sirius, why did you transform back into a man? But it might be, it, do you think it's because there were so many of them or like why? He got injured. He, Oh, that's always been my take is like oh. he, he's no longer strong enough to hold himself. To hold, in the okay, okay. I guess that makes sense because yeah. I was like, you could just be a dog and be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, you know, oh, my goodness. I'm looking forward to the next couple of chapters when we can really dive deep into the metaphysics of time travel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because I've, I've already got things lined up after this chapter of like making sense of how this moment happens how is it possible what does it Look, mean the only thing for the I've way time turners work from jk rowling is that she's it was like a mistake. it was a mistake everyone yeah. that i know that it, that it has written and i find quotes it's like it was a mistake to do time travel Look. and i'm pretty sure george r, r. martin was like i'm not gonna do time travel <laughs> like in the, in this type of a way at all yeah it's really funny do you know the universe is a donut just kidding. There's these news articles that keep popping up on my Google feed that say that scientists think that the universe is a donut. And I'm like, I can't process this. Right I wasn't now. ready for that comment from you right now. And well, I was thinking yes, about, like, you told me so yesterday. Even like, you yep. know, professional yep. like astrophysicists and like people who actually study or think about decide to spend their time trying to make sense of it. I'm just like, uh, no, like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. I don't know. I love if it. If time travel's a thing, then I don't even know how to re Even though I I have previously... The universe is a donut. Clearly, time travel must be doable. I have previously Anything is played along with the Mandela effect. And, yeah. like, you know, it is creepy. You know, in that sort of, like, ooh, this is creepy. Sort of a... What's the, what's the game that kids would play uh, with the Bloody Mary, whatever? Like, ooh, spooky. You know, like, Mandela effect. I have effect. no idea. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you, all, do you all know we've, the We've jumped Mary? the shark here in this episode everybody we've lost <laughs> about universe donuts. we've lost the realm <laughs> anyway um yes i know it's not a literal donut it's a shape of a donut i still <laughs> still yeah. okay my little brain can't handle mm -hmm. this is like not theory stuff and things that i'm like okay mm -hmm. can't process can't process it but yes it was an intense chapter <laughs> intensity all around dementors uh escaping uh Noah Vada ing uh I don't know the, it, even though it was eight pages it was intense oh also come live with me Harry Potter and we'll be best friends man, oh, man. we're in <laughs> it now sort of we're in it now yeah until next time until next time thanks for joining Juan's, Juan's ready, ready.